Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, everyone. Wow, we've got an episode for you. We might be joined by a special guest. I, I won't tease it too much. You'll, you'll figure it out. But I let me tell you what, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. <laughs> um, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, before we get into all of that, that great episode, that great Sammy retelling, we have some people we need to shout out. And, and look, it's been a minute. We've been having babies. We've been living life. And it's been a minute since we have said the names of these people who have supported us on the Patreon, who we love so much. And we are very excited right now to give them the moment they deserve to have their names be said. And said their names will be. And we are (laughs) going to start off with some new Champions for Actors rights. Wow. Absolutely love to see it. Love to have them here. It is freaking exciting. I can't wait to say their names. And their names are Abby Coy, Catherine Gooden LaJoy, and Tracy. Woo! Thank you for being here. Thank you for championing the rights of actors everywhere. Important work. And we love you. And another person doing very important work is our newest vessel head. All aboard to this perfect vessel head, Cam Barber. We are so glad to have you. Thank you for all that you do. We love you as much as you love vessels, which we hope is a lot. We hope is a lot. Cam, hope you've checked out that video of the Titanic sinking in real time (laughs) as a vessel head. I know you're going to love it. Uh, And boy, oh boy, do we have quite a few new members of Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. And who can blame them? It's fucking great here. Tony's here. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. And I can't blame a single one of them. And boy, oh boy, (laughs) I'm excited to read all of these names. (laughs) Buckle up, guys. There's a lot. Here we go. We have Ben R., Lisa Nachtman, Rachel Smith, Amanda Salinas, Kelly Tarkini, Margaret Morris, Kenner Dillon, Katrina, Matt Brody, Paku Her, Ann Kacharski, Aaron Martin, Hallie Walker, Holly Freeman, Katie, Seamus Dowling, Laura Wilkinson, Natalie Strickland, Jacob Anderson, Shayna, Rin, Kira Murphy, Kristen, Evie Canterbridge, Daniel Carroll, Matthew Laverty, Jean Delaney, Megan B., Carrie Buchanan, Janine Fitzgerald, and Claire eagle holy freaking smokes oh my freaking smokes (laughs) oh my smokes (laughs) oh my smokes (laughs) what the heck welcome wow welcome one welcome all this circle is just growing and growing and we it's you know don't be fooled it's still as tight-knit as ever it is intimate it's intimate it's growing but intimate Exactly. It is that perfect balance of of social and intimate. Exactly. You know, it's the party you want to be at. It's the circle you want to be a part of. We are so, so grateful to have you all here. And we love you. We love you. Unconditionally. And 
we also got to say we love a couple of dear friends who have upgraded their Patreon experience. We're thrilled to see it. Thrilled to have them here. They are Anna Galbraith and Alex Creary. Woo. Thank you so much for letting us say your name again <laughs> as you venture deeper into the Patreon world. We love and you. We love you unconditionally. Unconditionally forever. And if you, listener, are not a patron yet and you would like to be, you may become one by going to patreon.com slash podcast. We got trailer reactions for you. We got bonus episodes. We've got a bonus episode coming up this week on The Mist, which is a fucking crazy movie. You're gonna mm-hmm. want to hear about it. Um, or, you know, if you don't, we still love you. So we still love no you. Pressure. We have another episode, a regular one that you're going to listen to. If you've clicked it, that's why you're here. It's what's going to happen. We think you're going to like it. And here it is. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i like watching scary movies and telling these two women Ah! all about them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm so freaking excited You guys, I almost forgot what to say in the beginning. I had a momentary lapse. Hey, I was it's like, just your name. It's just exactly what you say, Emily. And then I say it right after you. Um, and it makes me so happy to be to be back on the pod. It's been just too long, you guys. To be, to be saying those magical words again. Oh. Oh, they fill me with life. They <laughs> fill me with joy. I, my cup has been refilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Wait, how many did I miss? Do you guys even know? I don't even know how many. Three? I two? Not that many, to be completely honest. <laughs> okay, okay. Not okay. that many, but a couple, yeah. A, a couple. bonus episode and two regulars, maybe? Or yeah, maybe I think even only two regulars. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, I'm really happy to be back. Um, I missed you guys so much. And I have a baby now. The baby is here. He has arrived. He's His arrived. Na- He's arrived. His name is Silas. He's Ooh, really tiny. He's, He's like so, so tiny. <laughs> He's very floppy. It took a while to get used to holding him without feeling like I was just going to kill him the second I touched yeah, him. Yeah, that's the only time I've held babies. It's like, well, I'm about to kill this baby because I don't have that. Lo- a long amount of practice so i can relate to that first feeling yeah <laughs> like well he's gonna die in my hands he's gonna die in my hands <laughs> baby's heads are also not like hard so because they need to be soft so they can come out of your body easier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so their heads are like squishy so that doesn't help because you're like i'm just definitely yeah. gonna murder this baby because you're also you have to hold their head but then it's a soft little head so it's like it's- hold it but not too much <laughs> they're actually very strong. It's all in your head. They're they're yeah. very resilient. Right. I like when they're in the I call it the little like like tree frog stage when they're just like mm. they just like grip onto you like a little tree frog and just flop in because there's nothing else they can do. And I'm saying this as the person who has not ever had I like holding <laughs> other people's because I think as a parent it's the worst stage ever because you don't sleep and it's impossible. But for me, love it. 
Yeah, I really wish we were in the same city, you guys, so you could come oh. over and hold him. That would make me so happy. I wish that so bad. So Soon. badly. So badly. I know. I know. Soon. Because I'm it's also I'm getting I'm getting married in September, and you guys shall meet him then. And I can't wait. He's I can't fucking so wait. so cute and tiny and perfect. Silas. Wow. Silas. I love him so goddamn much. Silas God. Ralph Hamlin. Um... But mm. tell, ca- catch me up on what I missed. Um, tell me how Ooh. you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with us? Far less eventful past couple of weeks. Um, what I was going to talk about today is that um, I've gotten very... You guys know I love a project and I will uh, like... <laughs> You know, my thing was doing clay for a while. It still sort of is. But then I was like, no, I'm I sew now and I'm going to just make clothes and sew. And I, now my thing is sewing. And I, it's still both of those things. But my next thing <laughs> just sort of related. I have in the past few days gotten so into dyeing clothes and fabric. Mm, when wow. um, Rit dye is what I've been using. It's fucking uh-huh. cheap. It's so easy. There are a million colors. The world becomes your oyster. I am <laughs> obsessed. I Whoa. can't stop. It happened because uh, a client at our salon came in and she's like, I just did like a, I just did dyed a dress of mine, did like a dip dye. And she showed me a picture and I was like, oh, what a cool idea. I have a dress. Like I have this dress that's like a white, it's off white, silky, and it just looks so like bridal. Like it just looks too, and I never know what to wear it with, but it's like if the fit is nice. So I was like, oh, I'll dye that dress. And then I was like, I'll dye everything <laughs> and i have every white thing that i own i'm like just kidding it's not white anymore it's a color and i'm gonna do this then i dyed it napkins i bought a tablecloth and dyed it did you dye the shirt you're wearing right now yes Henley. you better <laughs> freaking believe it you better freaking believe it because this one came out too pink this is one of my first ones because different fabrics take the dye in different ways but so what i my first round was i had things <laughs> A few things that were white, but like stained or just dingy. And you can like, you yeah. know, and Mess so around like, with them. I, I don't wear this anymore. So let's just see what the deal is. Mm-hmm. It's just the world's your oyster and to an extreme degree. It's not good because I won't stop. And now it's like I'm running out of things. To, I'm like, I guess I could dye this. I guess I don't love the color that this is. So well, you I'm should just sell like them. Crazy. I feel like I might. You had yeah, such success with the with the earrings and i feel like why not make this a full shop one-stop shop for one-stop your clothing shop. for your earrings for your tablecloths and your napkins i really might i really might I've, i keep saying i'm going to put together a little like summer market situation and try to sell some stuff because i've also been making a lot of clothes but i just keep making like i'm making stuff for for me and for joel and for friends and it's so cheap. It's so easy. They give you tips for how to get your dye consistently. You could do tie-dye if you want. Like this that I'm wearing right now is like a little more tidy, but this I want to just be consistent. It's easy to do. It doesn't take that long. You don't need that many materials. And it and and you can make something new again. Do you know what I mean? And it's more <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's more economical, you know, instead of getting rid of something, you turn into something new. Sustainable. Better for the environment. It's it's freaking great. It's so great. And I'm really obsessed with it now. And so Get ready for that to be my new thing. I love it. Hell yeah. This is very exciting. We're going to have to post some pic- post some pics. I'll, yeah, when I get some success stories going, I'll, I'll, I'll share them. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. 
That is exciting stuff. <sighs> um, Sammy, can you fucking top that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Can you no. top it? <laughs> no, I, I, sh- I sure can't. I'm in a stage of life right now where I've finished this job. And I was telling you guys earlier that it's just now like I have no idea what I do every day. So this question of how have I been is like, I'm, I'm good, I think. Like, what have I been doing? Um, mostly been catching up on a lot of chores that had had built up, um, catching up on a lot of TV. Um, and I've been doing taking care of my um, physical and mental health more than I was when I was working nonstop. I started going to acupuncture, which acupuncture is I really like it. I've done it before. Um, and I find it very relaxing, but there's always like five moments during it where I panic and assume that I'm going to fall off the table, like in final destination and all the needles are going to stab into me. <laughs> oh my God. So would that like kill you if that happened? No, I don't think they're that so it would. They're so skinny. Yeah, they're so tiny. I think about, but that's what I think about when I'm laying on the table trying to relax. It's like, which ones will be worst? Because... And what sh- what should Ugh. my what should my because I get a lot in my hands and feet, which stresses me out because I can't if I'm falling, I need to remember not to put my hands out to stop myself because that'll actually be worse. Um, So I would just need to kind of flop onto my belly where there's no needles <laughs> or back. At least you have a plan. I do. I make a plan. And then I kind of relax for a bit and I get into it. I'm like, mm, listening to the little white noise machine. Like, I, There was a part where I felt like I was in the womb. <laughs> it was really Ooh. nice. And uh, but then I'll be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. There's needles all over me <laughs> and panic again. Um, I've never done it. And I feel like I would be nervous. I've never done it either. Because I, I imagine like you would have a little bit of a feeling of like claustrophobia sometimes because you really are kind of trapped. Yes, you can't move moment. because it, they're, the needles are in specific points that it doesn't feel good when you move. You can feel needles in your skin. Sometimes they're like near nerves. And so it feels like very bad to move. <laughs> Ugh, that's awful. But it's like a good practice for me in being still because I'm have so much nervous energy that it's like a way for me to f- force myself to kind of meditate in stillness. And so it ends up being like very, very deeply relaxing with little sprinkled moments of panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I've been up to. And one other thing that I wanted to say is that I finished Loki, which is so mm. good. And one thing I learned about it that's so fucking cool um, is that all six episodes, uh, the director is a woman, Kate Heron. All six episodes, the cinematographer is a woman, Autumn Derald. And the composer is a woman. And those are like three of the big jobs. And on a fucking Marvel thing, all of those jobs being women on all six episodes really just made me feel really excited and pumped. That's super cool. Uh, and the score is so fucking good. So the score is really, really good. Natalie. I agree. I just, I just haven't seen the last episode. I have one more to go. I'm excited. I loved it. it. I, this is this has been my favorite Marvel TV show so far that Me they've too. released. Me too. So much better than Winter Fa- Captain Winter Falcon. Yeah, Captain Winter Falcon. <laughs> that, that was that a mess. Captain Winter Falcon. <laughs> I didn't like that one. <laughs> First of all. Too many words in the title. It's chaotic. Pick a word. And none of them are real words. Chaotic. Captain or Winston Fanky? That's not even a title. 
I'm not a big fan of Captain America in general, so I wasn't really expecting to like that one, and I didn't. So I wasn't too surprised. I liked it actually a little bit more than I thought I would, based on how much I, how little I care about those characters in general. But it's definitely the worst of the three, and I agree. I think it goes Loki, WandaVision, and then Captain Winter. Make it Captain, <laughs> Captain Winter Falcon Winter Soldier. Winter Falcon Soldier. <laughs> That's the official title. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then. Another thing I did this week was I, well, I movie hopped, which can you even believe? Haven't done that mm. since probably mm, 2014. <laughs> no, earlier, once assigned seating became regular, I got a little too scared of, I don't like to get in trouble. I don't like to break the rules, but <laughs> I did. I did it. And <laughs> the first movie I saw was this week's movie, which is old the greatest Woo! movie title that there ever was. So fucking excited. Oh, my God. <sighs> M. Night Shyamalan, they just give him so many tries. They're just like, I was thinking about this. Like, I have no idea how you feel about this movie, Sammy. Maybe he knocked it out of the park again, finally. But it's like M. Night Shyamalan, they've been like, you know what? Let's just give him another shot. Let's just let him try one more time. I mean, I think some of his movies make a lot of money. Like, I think Split. Made I mean, a he lot has of a money. name that people know, you mm -hmm. know? So they're not doing it to give him any favors. They're trying to make money. They're not being nice. It just feels like he's had one too many shots, though. I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, his, I'm excited to hear what you think. filmography is very interesting because it's so all over the place. There's some truly fantastic films and some of the absolute worst films that have ever been made. Like, The Happening is just undoubtedly one of the worst movies ever made. Um, this one, I'd say somewhere in the middle. It's okay. So yeah, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan based on a graphic novel by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters starring an ensemble cast. We got Gail Garcia Bernal, Vicky Kreps, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolfe, Thomasin McKenzie, Abby Lee, Nikki Amuka Bird, Ken Lung, Eliza Scanlon, and Aaron Pierre. Ken Lung is that guy from Saw who I love. Oh Yeah quite a cast yeah it's a it's a great cast which is part of why i was very excited to see it and um i think i talked about it on the on the pod when i saw the trailer for this because this played before a quiet place 2 i think is when i first saw oh, right this yeah, trailer I and i was so pumped about it because the concept he just this concept is so ridiculous and Silly, but <laughs> I'm into it. It is cocktail hour, and this week we are keeping it simple and elegant, just like the title of this week's film. We are drinking an old-fashioned. This is the Difford's Guide recipe for an old-fashioned, and to make this version, you will need one and a half ounces of bourbon, one ounce of rye whiskey, a third an ounce of Demerara sugar syrup, and nine drops of Bob's Abbott's bitters. You will stir all ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled old-fashioned glass and garnish with an orange zest twist. Cheers. Did they film it during COVID? Yes. Oh, they did? 
Because it's like they're on like a desert island or something, right? It's like the perfect COVID setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some here's some stats for us. It has a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes, a 53 on Metacritic. Very rare that Metacritic is higher than yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 6.1 on IMDb. There we go. Classic. Classic rating for IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget was 18 million. So far, it has made 23 million. It has been out for okay. at the time of this recording just three days. So okay, all right, pretty all good. Right. But bad. I mean, movies tend to make most of their money in the first three days, so could be better. But also, could be better. also not bad. It's already made money, so that's a good sign. Um, it is PG 13, which I think it would have been better if it were rated R. Mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's out. Out now, out now in theaters. If you want to see it, that's how you got to do it. And I went to AMC. I went to one in Burbank. It has full recliner chairs. There's like a, pr- uh, a button on yeah. the side, a button on the side that goes full. Like you can lay almost completely horizontally to watch the movie. And I've never been in one like that before. And I, oh my God, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved just it. did that for the first time at the at City Walk, but not the because the one we went to at City Walk was the um, IMAX. In their regular theaters, yeah, you can. So this must be an AMC new thing. All the way back. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of those in New York. And when on Tim and I, when we went one of our first dates, we went to go see Inside Out and they had those reclining chairs. And Tim was leaning on me. And when he leaned up, it was a huge wet spot because he just cried so hard and it got all <laughs> over my shirt. <laughs> and it was our like third date. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was filmed in quarantine. I think it was filmed in September of 2020. So pretty peak quarantine, pretty peak, peak COVID time. Um, and uh, M. Night Shyamalan said that the subject matter of the film in which a group of, group of people find themselves trapped on an isolated beach dealing with a deadly phenomenon mirrored the experience of being in lockdown and the uncertainty of the coronavirus pandemic, adding it was strange. We were making a film that had nothing to do with the pandemic, but at the same time, it was absolutely about this fear and uncertainty we were all feeling the fear of infection. It made us think very deeply about death and survival and about being in lockdown the idea of being stuck in a situation and not being able to leave, which I thought was interesting that they just kind of by chance. Yeah. Uh, this movie that really is not at all in- inspired by anything pandemic related, kind of still mirroring some of those same feelings, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, that's definitely interesting because he obviously wrote it before. Right. And it's based on a, yeah, it's based on a graphic novel that. Right. Oh, I'm really excited. It's I'm excited to tell you about it. Um, Should we watch this trailer? Yes. Let's do it. No kids allowed on the beach. What? That's not true. Oh, no. Oh, no. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Wow. Do you believe I found this online? I guess it's not that secret a beast. Whoa. Who would leave this? From the hotel! They're so rusted! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. Ready or not, here we come! 
happened to her mom? I don't know. What happened to her? Her body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Trent! Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm, I'm right here. Why are you looking at me like that? What's happening to us? My daughter just turned six two weeks ago. Mom. Whatever's happening to us is happening very fast. You have wrinkles. There's something wrong with this beach. What's happening? Blacking out going this way. If she makes it to the ledge, she might have a chance. Why is she stopping? Why is she stopping? Kara, wake up! Wake up! They have to know what this place does. I don't know! You're lying! Look! What is that? A message. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. We're connected to something bigger. Oh no. We're here for a reason. Wow. Outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I have to see it. I just have to. <laughs> I have to know what happens. I have to know. I cannot wait to hear what the fuck is up with this movie <laughs> and also if it was like really distracting watching those actors play six-year-olds you know what i mean like if you're thinking about that the whole time like oh he's technically six yeah right i'll now. tell you i'll tell you i had some thoughts about that um, yeah oh. yeah 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 oh my god <sighs> like how does she get pregnant like what I, I can't wait to find that out. <laughs> they, she's uh, falling asleep as she climbs up a rock. Like, what's that? The idea that the scary, like, like already their kids have aged like crazy, but then being like, you have wrinkles. Like, I know, that fucking, part's so yeah, funny. Like, <laughs> also, he didn't have wrinkles up until now. Excuse me. Yeah, like are just the kids aging or the adult the adults are aging but slower it seems. Guys, the kids really seem to be aging. I'm gonna answer all of these questions. I, I have accept I have, so many questions. I have so, many I have many so many questions. It's also very funny that it's uh M. Night Shaman, director of Six Sense and Split. And it's like and a lot of other crap shoots in between. Forget Night Shaman, director the ones of in the, the happening. Also the split split I know is supposed to be good, but it's not nearly as good as Six Sense, I'm no. sure. And so it's funny that but those are still the two. It's you like need Six Sense. Something else split. to say. Yeah. I mean Signs <laughs> is better than Split for sure, but Split was a a great uh, vehicle for James McVoy to do a bunch of different characters. That's also, it would James be McAvoy. very funny if in 2021 they're targeting you as from Signs and the Six. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, yeah. that's true. 20 years ago. It's got to do like, one. People one watching this movie one. weren't alive when those movies came out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Guys, sorry, speaking about aging, it's fine, but I uh, went to a Dodgers game this week. 
and they carted us to to get our beers and the guy reading our IDs was like I just look for if it starts with a one with a one nine I don't even worry about it it's like I don't even look at the rest because oh you God, could be born in the year 2000 <laughs> and be 21 years old and I was like holy fucking shit yeah he's just like crazy. 19 something great that's- I know we we had that realization like actually very recently and it blew my mind too. It's very upsetting. Yeah, that's wild. It's deeply upsetting. Mm. Also, 1990 was 30 years ago. It's not okay. It is wild. It's it's, just, wild, it's wild. I mean, that's like the thing that I like about this movie. It is it's like time passing and aging is fucking scary and it's something that it's everybody really thinks scary. about and so it's like the movie does going into it. I was like, it doesn't have to be great. Like I wasn't expecting it to be great. I was like, it can either be really good and I'll be happy. It can be bad and I'll be happy. Like it's just such a fun and good premise that I'm like, I just am curious to see it. Like no matter what, even if it's bad, it's still going to make me think about these things that are scary. It's like, just like the thought of death approaching faster and faster is scary. Yeah. (laughs) So, especially when you think about like a six-year-old experience, yeah, right. that, like a kid losing their childhood in a second. Oof. Yes, it's very scary. Yeah, yeah. Oof. All right, Let's should we fucking out. do it? Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, so, okay, first of all, I want to just apologize that this will be a slightly more unreliable slash less detailed one than normal just because I saw it in theaters so it's harder to take note I actually think I did a pretty good job but some of this might be like slightly out of order that's fine of course it's way harder to do it when you see it once in theaters yeah that's totally fine also I again I just want to know the big st- I'm just like tell me yeah, what I the fuck the big is stuff. up like yeah. I just want to same same same, you, same, you know? same yeah yeah well, I got you I got I got that much Okay, so we start with a family in a van on their way to a resort. They're on some sort of tropical um, island. And we have a mom and dad and two kids. The mom and dad are Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Kreps. Their names are Guy and Prisca. And their two children are Trent and Maddox. Um... Trent's a boy, Maddox is a girl, and uh, Trent is younger. They look to be about 6 and 11. They actually say that they're 6 and 11 later, so that's how I know, because notoriously, otherwise, who knows what I would have guessed, but... Um, eight. You would have guessed eight. Uh, yeah, that round them both to eight. To eight they're both yeah. pretty close to eight, honestly. <laughs> they also don't look that different in age to me. Yeah, when I, was I would the not trailer. have guessed 11, so... No, me yeah. either. Not at all. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Maddox is singing, and <laughs> Prisca says she's kind of like nodding her head along, like she's enjoying her daughter singing, and she says, "I can't wait to hear your singing voice when you're older." <laughs> really made me laugh. Um, and they arrive at the resort. It's very fancy. They are greeted by. Um, the hotel resort manager and this woman that has these very strange looking cocktails. It's like, by the profile you filled out, we've chosen these specific cocktails for you. And they look very um, intricate and they're just being being treated very nicely and welcomed on in. And the kids go to kind of a, a lunch buffet they all go to a lunch buffet but the kids are alone at this table serving themselves and they meet the resort manager's nephew his name is idlib and he the trent and idlib are so fucking cute it's so cute this movie does a very good job of making you realize how precious childhood is and these moments of just these just precocious little children like kids just say kind of weird things what is it what does idlib say he's like i collect conch shells i have 42 and trent's like that's so cool i do this and this is what like this is my thing and they're like whoa cool thing and like <laughs> that's so cute it's so sincere yeah it's so like unguarded yeah exactly they're just like hello imagine going here's up my to someone being like I mean, I guess I kind of do. Hi, I dye clothes now. I have eight, eight different pairs of clothes that I dyed. Yeah, exactly. It's really <laughs> sweet. Online, I'll give you the link. <laughs> it's very sweet. And so Trent and Idlib like, become fast, fast friends. And um, 
after lunch, the family and Idlib go out to the the beach. There's kind of a pool near the beach and all the rest of the guests are there. And Trent and Idlib are going up to each person saying, hi, I'm Trent. Uh, I'm Idlib. What's your name and what's your occupation? <laughs> and oh, they like that's so cute. Person to person and kind of what's find... What's your occupation? And the, 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 I liked also the detail that he varies it from person to person hi uh what do you do uh what do you do for a living what's your name and what do you do for a living <laughs> some people he says so what's cute. your occupation it's very cute and like he meets this um these three people and they're like they are just so think it's so freaking cute and they're like oh i'm a nurse i'm a cop i'm a dancer and they're just like very charming charming everybody on the beach these two adorable little children and knowing what we know what's coming it's just like they're really leaning into like how precious childhood is and how much you just oh, want them geez. to like stay that age forever oh no um, so they're all, they're already on the beach that we saw in the trailer no this is a different beach oh, this is like the main oh, okay. beach lots of lots of uh tourists here it's a pretty crowded beach got it got it um and maddox is like in a preteen phase you can see her looking at the older cooler kids feeling like she wants to go over and hang out with them but um is still kind of a kid and kind of hangs with her little brother in idlib and she's just a little a little too old for them but a little too young for the cool kids and so she's in kind of that in-between phase um and we just see that they're a pretty uh, a very happy sweet family and they go back to the room at night to get to bed and Prisca and Guy are in their room together and they get in a little bit of a fight and through this fight we find out that they are actually planning to separate after this that this is their kind of last family trip um and they start yelling at each other and it seems that Guy wants to stay together Prisca is done and we also hear that she has some health problem um that's kind of maybe made her want to make this change like she's feeling like she doesn't have as much time left perhaps or something it's it's kind of vague it doesn't give you a lot of answers yet but we see that she has a health condition they're separating and they're kind of yelling at each other uh she says something like you're always worried about the future like why because he's like well we could do this we could do this she's like you're always thinking about the future and he's like well you're always stuck in the past and like why can't we ever just be in the present together <laughs> a lot of a lot of references to to time mm. and uh we see outside of the room that trent and maddox are just literally right outside the door listening to this whole fight kind of holding each other like they've probably heard similar fights before Maddox is comforting Trent like it's okay it's gonna be okay like we have each other we're still we'll stick together and uh Trent remembers that he has a little note from Idlib that he pulls out and they've made some sort of secret code language where each symbol is a different letter in the alphabet and so he decodes this message and says uh ice cream tomorrow like, oh, and he's all, he's all excited to see his friend Idlib in the morning. And um, so the next morning they. Oh, no. That night we see on the beach that we saw in the trailer, a man and a woman 
uh, kind of there alone and the woman gets naked and is looking uh, alluringly as she like gets into the water. This is kind of just like a, a maybe a couple romantically having a nighttime, a nighttime beach time. An old nighttime beach time. Nighttime beach time. <laughs> Love a nighttime beach time. My favorite pastime is a nighttime beach time. Uh, the idea of swimming in the ocean after dark, it, I, it would kill me. Like, I can't. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, no. Sharks. It's, Sharks. It sounds very, very scary. I've done it. So scary. But it's scary. So, But we don't really see what happens. We just see that they're there. And then we cut to the next morning breakfast back at the resort. We see some of the other People that are staying there, there's a man and a woman, Charles and Crystal, and Charles is clearly much older than Crystal. This is his wife, and they have a daughter together. Um, he looks to be 50, and she's in her 20s type of thing, and his mother is also with them, and she, they're- Rufus Sewell. That's Rufus Sewell, yep. And Abby Lee is the um, wife and they're ordering breakfast and she's kind of flirting with the waiter. She's they give her this very Instagrammy model vibe of um, very vain. And she's asking she's ordering like a juice and she's like, is it really calcium enriched? Because I have a calcium deficiency and. He's like, yes, calcium enriched. Yeah. And um, I don't know. She's like flirting with him and at some point, like says something to her daughter, like sit up straight, honey. Like men don't like it when women slouch. Like it's just kind of this very, very um, uh, looks. Yeah, it's shallow, shallow. Exactly. And uh, we see at another table, a woman starts having a seizure and her husband Mm kind of runs to her side and just lays her on her back and uh and charles at who we just saw at the other table runs up he's like i'm a doctor and they just they get her through her seizure it ends and she's like obviously this has happened before um and uh, her husband makes kind of a little joke like oh yeah you just love being the center of attention she laughs and they get back to she's like i'm sorry i ruined everybody's breakfast they seem like a nice couple this is um ken lung and nikki amuka bird and so we've just kind of now seen a few of the other guests and the resort manager comes up table to table saying you know how's your stay so far what are your plans for the day and uh guy and prisca say, you know, we don't know what we're really doing today. We're kind of looking to maybe go to the beach, but we were not sure. And he says, well, I've got something for you. There's a there's another beach that's much more private that we don't really tell everybody about. So you and the you your family could go there. Um, We could have a driver take you there. And it's like a much more private um beach and they're like oh that sounds great and we see idlib across the way trying to go to trent walk up to trent they're waving at each other like they're friends they're so excited to see each other and someone kind of moves idlib away and like won't let him walk over there and he looks idlib looks very stressed 
and uh, is uh, then just walked off, and we don't see where he goes. Hmm. Right, right. Idlib is in the know. Idlib knows this beach. It's not okay. Knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to find out why they want to sacrifice people to this god of aging. <laughs> yeah, clearly they're. It's I don't know. It's how they make money. Somehow. Clearly, it's how they make money. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only reason I can imagine. It's the only reason anyone does anything, to be completely honest. It's true. Uh, so each, they're loaded into a van driven by M. Night Shyamalan himself. Uh, he always makes a little cameo. He loves it. So cute of M. Night Shyamalan. It's so cute. Fancies himself a little Alfred Hitchcock. Um, and uh, Crystal and Charles and their daughter and and grandma... And dog are also loaded into this van. So they're all going to this beach and they drive away. The dog, too, you said? There's a dog, yeah. The, it's- <laughs> Emily, <your face. laughs> Emily just got very scared. Cr- the movie just went next level because there's a dog present. Dogs age differently than humans. And I can't wait to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the other family's dog. And so. Uh, they get to they drive a while and they get to this kind of path in the the uh, forest forest woods. What do you call it when it's tropical forest? I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, for- rain rain forest, rain forest. <laughs> tropical forest, a Not grove woods. tree gro- tree grove a grove of trees grove of jungle palms. jungle. jungle. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a path in the jungle, and there's some little. Oh boy, little are we geniuses? <laughs> I think we might very be. smart. Very, very, very smart. Uh, okay. There's like a fence that blocks off this path, and uh, M Night Shyamalan starts unloading these picnic baskets that they have provided for the families. Like here's your stuff to have a nice beach day and there's tons of food in it and they're like oh my god this is so much stuff and he's like yeah like we like to just don't want anybody going hungry and uh so it gives him kind of a lot of stuff and charles asks him can you help us with this like this is so much stuff and he's like oh unfortunately i gotta get back like but it's just right there it's a not far at all you'll just walk through this slot canyon and it's right on the other side and my shaman gets in the van leaves they carry all their uh, stuff through this slot canyon and emerge the other side onto a beautiful beach um, that's all empty except for the man that we saw there the night before, not the woman. Mm. Mm. And he is just sitting by himself, kind of staring off into space. Um, And... So they set up on their beach to set up their umbrellas and their towels and whatnot. And uh, Maddox says to (laughs) her mom, says to Prisca, noticing the man, she's like, mom, 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 that's midsize sedan, (laughs) which is the funniest character name. (laughs) And I guess he is some sort of rapper that... uh, she oh, knows. I thought she saw him like driving Same. in a midsize. That's sedan, kind of what I, I like, thought at first as well. But they ask him later what his name is, and he's like, "I'm midsize sedan." <laughs> that's really funny. That's actually great. I love it. It's very funny. Um, and you can see that Maddox is a fan, and she's kind of like stressed about it. And 
she's like, I got to go talk to him. I got to go talk to him. She's like, yeah, like we'll talk to him in a bit. Like, let's get up, set up first. And, uh, the kids kind of all go off together. There's Maddox and Trent, but also Kara, the other daughter who seems to be about Trent's age, also about six. And they're playing tag running around and they stumble upon a bunch of buried things near the, like on a corner of this beach, rusted, uh, silverware from previous picnic baskets, some kind of dolls, sunglasses. They're just discovering a bunch of buried stuff in the sand. And they think it's cool, like buried treasure, like, oh, look at all this stuff. And Prisca and Guy just kind of don't really take much notice of it. They're like, well, okay, well, be careful. Like, don't, you know, cut yourself on any of the knives or whatever. And then the kids start playing hide and seek. And Trent swims and hides in the water kind of behind a, in like a little enclave it's like the whole the whole beach is a big cove and there's high high rock walls everywhere that kind of um go in and out so you can he's hiding behind one of the rock walls in the water and uh as he is like treading water we see a blonde head of hair floating behind him and bump into him he starts screaming. The parents run over and pull out a corpse of the woman we saw from the night before. Um, oh. And uh, Midsize Sedan obviously recognizes her as the woman he was with the night before. He's being weird, like, especially knowing what we know as an audience. It's like, why isn't this guy like immediately saying everything to this family? Yeah. And fre- yeah, freaking out that. This woman disappeared last night, and now the next day he's just kind of sitting he's there. Still here, yeah, hanging out. So we're—he's uh, a little weird, but um, he seems to be in shock, maybe. Um, and and her corpse just looks like how she looked. Like she hasn't like aged or anything like right. that. She just looks the same. Right. Okay. And um, so they they pull her out of the water, and um. Charles is quickly, he's the um, older doctor guy, is like super suspicious of midsize sedan. He's like, who are you? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, of course. Of course. And Guy <laughs> and Prisca are very much trying to uh, lower tensions and be like, okay, hey, we don't know, like, relax. Like, let's figure this out. Like, we don't need to start screaming at each other. We need to just, like, stay calm. And... Uh, mid-sized sedan's nose is bleeding, like pouring blood pretty consistently. And they're like, cl- Charles says, clearly they like gonna fight. He hit her. She must have hit him back. And that's why his nose is bleeding. And mid-sized sedan says, my nose has been bleeding for eight hours. Like it won't stop bleeding. Like, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, at that, they, they cover the body with a towel so the kids can't see and at that moment, Jaron, uh, oh, the couple that the woman had a seizure, that couple arrives. Their names are Jaron and Patricia. And uh, the family runs up to them, says, oh, good, good, good. Is the van driver still here? Like, we need to go back to the hotel. Some, there's something bad has happened and show them the body quickly. They're all like, oh, fuck. OK, like, I think he left already, but let's try to go back and uh, Jaron starts walking back through the slot canyon. It's like, I'll, I'll run back, see if I can get him. 
He gets about 20 feet into the slot canyon and then something happens where he's it seems like he's getting a pounding headache, kind of like a loud noise is happening. He grabs his head and kind of falls to his knees in pain and then blacks out and then comes back to right at the entrance back on the beach. And everyone's standing over him saying, what happened? What happened? You stumbled out like screaming in pain. Um, and he's like, I don't know. It felt like I was uh, like very deep underwater, like there was pressure on my head. Um, I blacked out. And um, at that moment, Uh-oh. at that moment, Crystal yells from the other side of the beach, Charles, something's wrong with your mom. And they run over to Charles's mom and she is i can't really remember what she says she kind of says something to him like it's going to be okay and she dies she just dies and oh. then they say something's happening to the dog dog dies so the oh, mom and the dog wow. died Im- immediately oh, no. um and he's been through seven times the amount of time that they've been through yeah that's a good point it's a great point <laughs> <laughs> and so Charles, Crystal, and Guy and Prisca are kind of standing over the bodies, trying to figure out what to do there. That Jaron and Patricia are left to kind of watch the kids and keep them away from the mounting amount of dead bodies on the beach. And Darren or Jaron and Patricia say, Oh, how old are you guys? Actually, let me guess. Like, I'm so good at guessing kids' ages. Just funny. Just there's all these moments that are just like you roll your eyes, like, okay. <laughs> Such a device. But um he's like, You're six and you're eleven. Or no, no, sorry. He says, You're eleven and you're sixteen. And they're like, No, you're six and eleven. And he's like, no. Like, no, you're you're not like you're 11 and 16, right? Like, how how old are you really? And the camera reveals that they are not. Yes, they are now um, about 11 and 16. They have they have aged and. But they're not the actors yet of the oldest version. Okay, no. And. um, So and I will say the casting is pretty good because they have to cast quite a few different ages for these kids. Um, and at this moment, Charles starts acting very unhinged all of a sudden, and we're not quite sure why. After he's seeing his mom die, he kind of walks over to mid-sized sedan with a knife and slices mid-sized sedan's face. And everyone kind of turns around like, whoa, what the fuck? What are you doing? And Charles looks kind of out of it and as if he doesn't know what he just did. And Midsize Dan is holding his hand over his face like, man, that's fucking assault. Like, I'm going to you're going to go to jail for this. Jail is going to be the least of anybody's problems. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And oh, jail. <laughs> you wish. There's no jail in hell. <laughs> jail sounds great. <laughs> I wish I could go to jail. Yeah. And so he's holding his face and Guy says, let me see, let me see. And he takes his hand off and it's a healed scar. Which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, and so they're all time has sped they're, up they're stressed and then at this moment guy and prisca are like where are the kids where are the kids and see that their kids are have grown 
They're not the same kids they were 20 minutes ago. And uh, Maddox is like spilling out of her bathing suit, which is like a sad little detail. And her mom's like, I have a spare bathing suit in my bag. Like you need to go change because <laughs> she has Aww. boobs now. <laughs> Aww. Um, and so they um, they're like, OK, something is very wrong on this beach. We need to get the fuck off this beach. Charles and Guy, again, start walking down the slot canyon. Same thing happens. Their head starts pounding and they wake back up on the beach. And Jaron says, OK, three people now have blacked out as they try to leave. Um, something's going on. And Patricia sa- says, I'm a psychologist. Maybe we're having some sort of shared delusion that's a thing that can happen when everyone's under stress like everyone tell me your medical like your medical history and why you're here and crystal says that charles has been under a lot of stress as a doctor his job's very stressful and so they just needed some time and you can see charles get very annoyed that she's saying this and he's like Shh, like none of that's our business and she's like i won't say anything else i am not saying anything else like that's all i'll say like he's just been under a lot of stress and Prisca says we wanted to come as a family and they're holding stuff back. They don't want to be like, oh, you know, I have a tumor and we're getting divorced. They're not really being forthcoming with their information. But then I think midsize sedan says I came here last night with that girl. We just met the night before um, and bonded because she had cancer and i have been just recently diagnosed with a rare blood disease where my blood can't clot which is perhaps why his nose won't stop bleeding Mm. um and prisca says that they just stumbled upon this resort through some sort of ad they responded to like a sweepstakes maybe and it was all it all happened very fast. And the resort basically organized everything for them, booked their flights and whatnot. Um, so they're like, someone's doing this to us. And they look up at the top of the cliff and there's some sort of light coming from it, like maybe a, a light shining on them, maybe the reflection of a camera, something like that. They think that there's somebody up there watching them. Um, and as Oh, and they realized that the hotel manager made them all leave their passports in their rooms because um, he, he said, like, oh, I don't want you to lose your passports on the beach. And they kind of put together that they'll be able to take their stuff back to their houses and make it look like they had never left so that they could maybe just be missing persons. And as they're all kind of gathered together, Prisca starts getting woozy she's like i feel i I don't i don't feel good she collapses and at this point guy reveals she has a tumor and it's about three centimeters and charles comes up to look at her he's a doctor and he's like this is not three centimeters the size of a baseball and we look and the tumor is pretty big and it seems to be getting bigger by the minute Oh God. oh God! Where where is it's it? It's on her hip, like low abdomen. Ugh. And she is unconscious. And Charles says, "We have to operate on her. Is that okay? Like, that's your guide. Are you okay with that?" He's like, "I can't. I don't want to make this decision, but like, yeah, it's like, I guess, I guess we have to." And 
They get a knife, oh, slice into her abdomen, and Jesus. make like a big like five inch incision, and it just immediately heals back up. And they're like, "Fuck!" And they're like, "We have to all hold it open." And so they, oh my god, again, again, slice. And he's just, and this is the part where I actually, I mean, I guess I'm just gross, but I wish that it was rated R because they just don't. This is all basically played on all of their faces, and so you just, yeah. Aside from the original, aside from the first like incision. Um, which they do show, but they don't show anyone's hands in it, um, which I wish they did. <laughs> but they. Yeah, no, I don't think that's you being gross. I think it's like, hey, if you're going to fucking do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, we're all going to hold this woman's body open while the tumor, <laughs> it's like, fucking do it. Because they're like saying things. They're they're describing things verbally that I'm like, just fucking show it. Like, they're like, the skin is healing around our fingers. And I'm like, show it. <laughs> this is the thing with M. Night Shyamalan movies. I feel like Split was R, but I feel like most of them are PG-13. Right, he's trying, to get, like that. He's trying to get that PG-13 money. Yeah, he really is. He really is. And for good for reason. For good reason. Because... It works in his favor. Um, but so by the time they are actually able to make a large enough incision, the tumor is the size of a cantaloupe. And they do show oh, they do show them lifting it out. And it is pretty gross. Oh, but they don't. I mean, they don't even have to sew her back up. It just it just closes up and heals on its own. So that's one benefit of the surgery <laughs> happening here is that it just heals. She wakes up and she feels fine. Wow. Okay. So pretty, pretty lucky. Yeah. I love this beach. <laughs> Oh, and something that happens while Charles is doing the surgery is he says, like mid-surgery, he says, there's a movie starring Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. What is the name of that movie? What's the name of that movie? And Crystal, his wife, is kind of like, okay, uh, can we focus here? And he won't stop saying it. He like says it over. He's getting dementia. Keeps like pausing and is like, what's the name of that movie? What's the name of that movie? Um... So they get they get that out. They're all kind of recovering. Midsize sedan walks back over to the girl, the dead girl covered with the towel, lifts it up. It's just bones now. And they he screams, calls everyone over. They're like, what the fuck? How long has would it take to do that? And. Prisca set Prisca works at a museum, and so she's like, I don't totally know, but I, I think it would usually take about seven years for a body to decompose um and they're like she just died and so this they start kind of doing some math they all have like convenient jobs for this i love a movie with math (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. realize that they're aging about two years per hour and the kids it's obviously showing much more dramatically because they are going through puberty and a lot of changes, but an adult aging two years isn't necessarily a visible change. So for the, for the older, for the grandma and the kids, it's obviously more noticeable, but the rest of them, they, they're all aging at the same rate. It's just less visible on the middle-aged people. Got it. Okay. That answers that question. Cause I, didn't know if it was faster for the children. No, it's same same speed. But so, okay, so two years per hour means... So how long have they fucking been on this beach? That's a long day. I know. They've already been the there for a while. kids have aged five years apiece. So a, cu- a couple hours. Two yeah. and a half hours? Yeah. All right, I guess that's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day on the Go beach. Home. I can't be on the beach. <laughs> I can't be on the beach long. longer than 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... 
so yeah they basically realize that 24 hours is 48 years and so they have like a, a day ish to get off this beach oh fuck before okay, they yeah, die that feels that's a lot that's a lot yeah that's too much <laughs> uh and in all of this commotion they've been distracted and we look over maddox is now an adult woman kara and trent are now teenagers so they're look about 17 and she's probably tw- 20 uh one, twenty-two. so now are they the actors yes now they're alex wolf Eliza Scanlon and Thomas and McKenzie. Uh, yes. And so your other question is that it is funny that they're still kind of acting like kids and Alex Wolf specifically. Well, no, I guess all of them. I think they all actually do a pretty good, good performances where it's they're childlike, but not like ridiculous. Like it's not like silly. It's a little silly, but I think they do good. They do a good job. And we'll, some things will happen in, in a bit that'll kind of also help explain it. But this is also when Prisca notices Guy is getting wrinkles, which how Gail Garcia Bernal didn't have wrinkles before is crazy. Lucky. lucky. I have Amazing. I have wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and. Uh, then we hear Crystal start screaming on the other side of the beach, and we see Charles murdering mid-sized sedan, stabbing him over and over what? and over in the chest, like muttering oh. to himself, like, you're like danger, like, I don't know, he's, he's, Charles is clearly um, becoming more and more unhinged. Everyone nervously approaches him and are trying to get this knife away from him, and they eventually do, and he kind of is shaking and and sits down and is muttering to himself kind of goes and sits in the in the corner of the beach by himself they're all say we need to keep keep an eye on him we've got the knife away from him and um is midside sedan Mid-side, dead oh yeah yeah he stabbed him <laughs> oh, many, oh yeah he stabbed him many oh, many yeah. times yeah yeah well then i would say they definitely do need to keep an eye on this man that just <laughs> murdered someone yes. else Keep an for eye no on reason. At the very least, let's, let's keep an keep, eye. Let's just keep an eye. Let's on keep him. an eye on him. Uh, they, uh, the adults, are kind of grouped together. They send the kids to. Uh, well, I don't know where Maddox goes, but Kara and Trent go in a little tent by themselves, <laughs> and they're laying talking to each other, um, and kind of realizing that. Or, or one of them says, like, my our bodies are changing, but, like, my mind is changing, too. Like, I feel different, mm. s- seemingly getting less childlike mentally as well. Like, they are also okay. emotionally aging. Oh, interesting. Okay. They're cognizant of that they're going to miss prom, that they're going to miss out on these other things. They're saying this isn't fair. They're, ac- they're sounding like teenagers. That makes sense, because it sounds like Charles has some kind of brain. Yep like disease and so it's obviously affecting your brain yeah as well. which yeah. i think is yeah the yeah. way to the i'm glad that it is this way and that they're not just acting like six-year-olds um so they they okay. they do initially at first just to kind of to kind of bridge that gap and then quickly kind of start acting their own age but still with they're just totally confused and scared and so um but they're huddled together in this little tent and you know, they're starting to get horny. 
<laughs> I, yeah, just, oh, I just figured out boy. how she gets pregnant. I just figured it out. Oh, boy. And she, oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, God. And if, if two, if it, two years is one hour, nine months is fast. Really short, really fast, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, sorry, Sammy. You tell it. I'm just freaking out. And so there, you see them kind of like, well, like I'm feeling weird and they're kind of touching each other's faces and we're like, oh boy, oh boy. Oh no. And then we go back to the group of adults. Jaren is saying, does it like who's the strongest swimmer? Does anyone feel like they could swim out of this cove? That's about a hundred meters or so and then an unknown length to wherever the next shore is like basically we have to get out of this cove and then who knows how much longer it is the other way nobody's nobody's jumping to volunteer for this but he's just saying you know we're we're spitballing here there we've got to get off this fucking island and or off this beach and um then they're like okay where are the kids and they (laughs) go walking back to the direction of the tent and the way this is filmed is really cool the camera's just panning back and forth and so we're on the parents and we see kind of all of their facial expressions as they see the kids emerge from the tent and pan over and we see she's fully like looks to be five months pregnant and oh my god uh, they're holding hands and everyone is just in such shock and but they're doing the math real quick and like there's no time to be like you guys had sex (laughs) they're just very quickly like this is a medical issue and uh the yeah camera's just like panning someone who just gave birth i would like to say i'm so glad i didn't happen to me in this context <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this certainly really dodged a bullet this certainly seems yeah. worse than regular regular birth <laughs> yeah yep 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 and uh so yeah it's panning back and forth basically each time the camera gets to kara she is more pregnant they lay oh her God. down. They're like, it's happening now. Her stomach is growing in front of her eyes. She is screaming in panic. She calls to her mom. Mom, I'm scared. Her mom is so freaked out that her mom runs away. Her mom, by oh, the way, oh. is like 20 something. Right. And so it's like definitely not <laughs> prepared, prepared, prepared for this and just kind of runs away in shock and collapses. And. Um, we see Trent freaking out and Guy holding Trent, trying to calm him down. Trent yells, I'm, I'll marry her. I'm, I'll marry her. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> oh, that's buddy, so sad. That ain't the concern. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh-uh. Oh. We don't care. That's really cute, though. It's, it's cute, it was cute. cute I, liked, idea. I liked that little touch. Um, and while the camera is on Trent, we hear the baby cry. And then we hear the baby stop crying and the camera pans back over. Baby is wrapped in a towel. Baby has has died. And someone says the baby died from lack of attention. She was the baby was set down for a minute and it died because a minute is, I guess. I don't know. I can't do that fast of math. Oh, that's so sad. That is so it's, sad. I don't like yeah, that. I knew you Why is there a dead baby? <laughs> Why is there a dead baby in every movie we do, you guys? <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, I don't like sorry, it. Hen. I don't like mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. 
we knew this baby's uh, life wasn't of, gonna be good regardless yeah, honestly, I, no for them i feel like it's maybe lucky that now they don't have another baby instant yeah. child instant teen like that i would have been interesting to see a baby progress through all the stages though I, uh, that would have been I bet interesting they were like, huh, we can't fucking do that <laughs> uh but lack of attention wow that makes me so really sad. sad sorry henley yeah <laughs> okay moving on are they all starving? That just reminds me, like, should they be eating? Yes, okay, constantly? so I, ha- I haven't, I forgot to mention, but yeah, remember how the, the, <gasps> gave so they much gave food. them tons and tons of food. And so, yes, they are they eating. They are starving. And especially, yes, the teenagers are eating the most. They're eating a lot. I said it before, I'll say it again. I like this beach. <laughs> Lots of food. <laughs> Lots of food. That's a plus. That's a plus for sure. And uh, it started to get dark and Patricia realizes she hasn't had a seizure all day, which by the way that time works should be impossible um, because she has them regularly. And um, Kara and Trent are crying over the loss of their baby. God, I'm sorry, Henley, who is now just bones, a a little blanket full of bones. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so sad. That's so sad. I hate it. Charles sees Crystal and says, like, he's, like, disgusted by her. And he's like, go put some makeup on. And we see Crystal now has wrinkles as well. And, um... Go put some makeup on? He's an on? asshole. Oh, he's well, bad. Right. Well, well, Charles is also, he's, like, mm, devolving yes. into... He did Something already murder someone. This is, you know, yeah, arguably yeah, yeah. worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like also Rufus Sewell's like incapable. Like he always plays an asshole. Yes, like he just yeah, he, he does. Just he does looks like a fucking he, asshole. He is. He's he great looks at scary it. Scary and bad. He's, he's really it. good at it. I saw him at Little Dom's once, but I didn't talk to him, so I can't confirm or deny if he is an asshole. I, in real life. I probably hope he's not. Nice. I feel like usually when people play assholes all the time, they're not actually assholes. But yeah, who knows. Um, and so Crystal is mortified, run, goes and runs and hides in one of like, there's kind of like some cavey type areas where the rock goes in. And so she's just kind of run away from everybody. Um, Kara and Trent bury their baby and Kara kind of hits a breaking point and starts trying to climb the rock wall, which is just absolutely vertical. It's a 90 degree angle of rock. <laughs> and she just starts climbing and Trent is screaming at her to get down to stop because he's like, you're going to black out when you're climbing, because anytime anyone gets to a certain point of trying to leave, they black out. And sure enough, she gets really, really high, blacks out and falls to her death. Oh, Prisca and Maddox are on a different part of the beach and they get in a fight and Prisca or Maddox confronts her basically about the divorce and says, you're getting a divorce, right? Like you wouldn't tell us, but you're getting a divorce. And Prisca says, yes, we are. I'm sorry. And Maddox says, is there somebody else? And Prisca says, yes, there is. I'm, I'm really sorry. And Maddox is very angry and storms about to storm off and says, I just need some time. <laughs> just another funny line. Oh. And I think I think Prisca might even say, we don't have any time. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but Maddox then goes into the water for a swim to clear her mind. Mm. 
oh, oh, uh, after, after Kara fell, Jaren went to, to swim out. He was like, okay, I'm going to try to swim out and get help. Maddox goes into the water. Jaren's body floats up. Jaren died because yep. if you black out yep. swimming, you're going to drown. Really bad situation. Yeah. yeah. Bad don't want to be swimming. J- uh, not as bad as on top of a cliff, actually, but yeah, still pretty bad. Still pretty bad. Uh, the result is the same. The result is the same. And so now it's really getting dark and back on the beach. Patricia has seemingly a bunch of seizures at once, like all of the seizures that had been put off. It j- just has one grand mal seizure. Weird. And dies. Fucking hell. And as they are trying to tend to her or holding her as she has just died, Guy's vision starts blurring completely and he can't see. He's holding her and he can't see and he's kind of looking around and everything's really, really blurry and fading and like getting darker and we see Prisca uh, again, again, the camera like panning side to side, like with her face as it looks like she's listening and she covers one ear and everything goes quiet. So she has lost hearing in one of her ears and is losing hearing in her in her other ear. Are they looking like visibly older? Is everyone looking like is Alex Wolf age more yes, and stuff like yeah. that? Um, they okay. kind of subtly um, get more wrinkles and gray hair. Not not Alex Wolf and McKen- Thomas and Mackenzie yet. There's they're, they're uh, maybe like get like stubble or stubble or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Guy and and Prisca, yes, are looking older. So they're all sitting on the beach. Uh, it's nighttime now, and they're the only ones left. Uh, no, no, Charles is still alive. Charles, He's and, just Charles and, and Crystal. Crystal are still alive, and we hear Charles um, muttering to himself again, and hear the sound of a knife, like a metal sound, and guy looks over and can just see like a, a shape moving towards him and he turns to Prisca to say what is that what is that and she can't hear him and so they're just like sitting uh, there as Charles approaches with the knife and starts just slicing them with a knife and as he's Jesus. like he's f- like flinging the knife at them slicing uh, guy puts his arms up to defend himself, getting sliced across the arms, and the the wounds are just immediately healing. So he is able to just be like sliced over and over, and using his arms Jesus. as a shield, and is staying somewhat uh, safe because he's just healing so quickly. And at, at one point, Prisca uh, puts herself over Guy as a shield and gets slices all over her back, and so her shirts all torn up but again it's just healing and healing she yells at the kids to go hide um so they uh go into another little no, rock it's four against crevice one. fucking tackle this old fucker and they're trying yeah, yeah. I, I don't know they're just they don't have any weapon and so i don't know yeah they should tackle him but um so they run in, they run to hide and they run into Crystal, who is in the uh, like a little cave, basically, and 
they have a book of matches and they're lighting it to tr- to try to see her and she's like don't look at me don't look at me oh my god oh my god oh my <laughs> and we god. see her and she has um like scoliosis maybe we knew earlier that she had a calcium deficiency and so her her bones are growing uh not the right way and so she's looks uh like has a hunchback and also wrinkles and obviously only cares about her look so she's very um just Quite really upset. upset yeah and screaming at them don't look at don't look at me don't look at me um mm-hmm. and she picks up a big rock and looks like she's maybe going to throw it at them but instead throws it on herself as a way to maybe oh, try no. to kill herself but she basically just drops what? a heavy rock on her shoulder dislocates it and it immediately heals out of place and so her arm is stuck at this very unsettling angle and she starts like running at them this part's pretty silly but also interesting (laughs) it's a a fun i guess is fun i don't know it's something (laughs) it's not like anything else i've seen woods (laughs) jungle (laughs) (laughs) and they are scared of her she's freaking out and chases them through this small little rock tunnel but she's flailing around freaking out and each time she hits the wall her she's like breaking a limb and it's healing wrong and so she i don't know maybe she's trying to kill herself in this way of just like she's realized that this is all she can do I like all the all the only way she can hurt herself. But so she's basically flinging herself against the walls over and over. And we see her arms and legs just basically become zigzag broken at every spot. And she turns up like scrunches up into a little like spider and uh, eventually dies that way. And so they watch her kill herself in this very, very crazy way. What? Okay. Right. I guess you can die that way. I don't know. How, like, Eventually, you, just break you probably your bones. like smush your organs yeah. or fuck. Yeah. You can't breathe. Or, I don't know. Yeah. And then we see back on the beach, Prisca returns to Guy, who is still getting sliced, and she slices uh, Sh- Charles on the arm. And we zoom in on the cut, and it's not healing and it's just pouring more blood and he's looking at it everyone kind of stops thinking why isn't this healing and she shows her knife is one of the rusted knives that was already on the beach from a previous picnic basket and she says blood rust acts like blood uh, rust acts like poison in the bloodstream and we see it basically just spread this dark color under his skin like he's getting blood poisoning and his skin turns okay. black under his skin and it spreads through his whole body until he dies. It basically overcomes him. It's pretty gross. He's like, it looks like his skin is burning from the inside. It looks Ugh, bad. Awful. Ew. So he dies. So now we are just the family of four. And they sit together on the beach um, and it's not, it's fully night. It's fully nighttime, and Guy and Prisca are clearly aging a lot. They're old. They're old now, <laughs> uh, and one is deaf. One is uh, 
basically blind, blind and they're just kind of holding each other and with their kids next to them. And at some point he says, I saw your text messages and I should have said something. I'm such a coward. I thought if I ignored it, it would go away. And um, I'm sorry that you felt that that was your only escape or something like that. Like I should have been better to you. And mm. um, she says she's sorry too. And then they're silent for a moment. And then he looks at her like he can't remember what they were just talking about. And he says, were we just fight fighting about something? Were we just having an argument? She says, yeah, we were, but um, I'm not mad. And he's like, oh, I'm not mad either. And then they both just die in each other's arms. Oh, wow. Right okay. next to their children. Sad. And uh, then the sun comes up the next morning and Maddox and Trent are uh, new actors now. They are look to be in their 40s or 50s. And there's some line in here where Trent says, feels like just yesterday we were kids, <laughs> which is very silly and Boo. <laughs> unnecessary. But it's like aware that it's silly. At least. Like, I feel like he's trying to make a joke. Mm -hmm. But um, so they look weary, worse, worse for wear, like they've kind of given up a bit. They're not they don't look scared anymore. They're just kind of resolved to. I guess we're going to die here pretty soon, too. We've tried all the exits. Basically, we've run out of options here. So they're kind of walking around the beach arm in arm, like I said it would be you and me to the end. And like, like I've always got your back. Like, we'll we'll be we'll go through this together. And uh, they find a notebook on the beach. And open it, and it has basically a bunch of names and ages and addresses of people who we, we assume were the last group of people on this beach that this happened to. Mm. And so, and whoever was here with this notebook last was writing down kind of their theory of what was happening. And they said, say it's something to do with the magnetism of the rocks. Obviously there's going to be no real science behind this. So I'm not even really going to, try to explain it but something to do with magnets and rocks and they, they like decide like if we had some sort of metal tube that we could go out of it might block the magnetism for whatever it's doing as people have been trying to escape and they're like where the fuck are we gonna like there's no metal tube around here and they're like yeah like it's it's hopeless like it's not gonna happen and so they sit back down and Trent says, you want to build a sandcastle? And she's like, yeah. And so they start building a little sandcastle and they're just kind of enjoying their time to get reflecting on their lives, saying like he's 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 talking about Idlib being like Idlib and I, we were supposed to have ice cream today. And oh. <laughs> and uh, says He's like, it's so funny. We would write those. We wrote those notes to each other in in code, like we thought we were spies. Um, and he's like, actually, he wrote me another note. I forgot to ever decode it. And she's like, do it now. Oh God. And he's like, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here it is. So he pulls it out, 
decodes it, and it says, my uncle doesn't like the coral. And they're both staring at it, and then they look out to the water, and there's basically a coral reef out a ways into the water. And they're like, okay, well, that maybe there's some sort of answer there. They start swimming out to it and see that there's, it's basically like an underwater tunnel through this coral reef. So they start swimming through it, and then Maddox's shirt gets caught on coral, and they can't, they can't free it, they can't free it, and the coral is very stressful too, because you just always think of like bumping into coral as like, it just looks so painful, and this is, yeah, it's so sharp, and this is just like wall to wall, they're just surrounded by coral, and her shirt gets caught, they can't get out. And then we see M. Night Shyamalan watching them from atop the cliff with binoculars. He's got a little laptop set up. He's uh, watches for a bit, watches, 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 and then calls someone on his cell phone, says they're, they're dead. They died. They drowned. It's um, experiment 73. All, says, all subjects dead. And then goes back to... The resort, which is, I guess, in the back area, just entirely a, a lab. Everybody from the resort in lab coats doing little tests. Got We got beakers. We got <laughs> what? a bunch okay. of shit happening. Okay. And we see the resort manager saying, moment of silence for test subject group 73. Everyone bows their head in silence. He says, thank you. Um, we had a really great success with this, uh, test subject. So-and-so Patricia, what's her name, uh, had no seizure for eight and a half hours, which translates to, I don't know, however many years in 16 or 18, 17 years. And He's like, so (laughs) he's like, so the medication that we gave her was a success and cured her seizures for the amount of time for the half life of of the medication or whatever it is. And we learned that they are running medical experiments. Basically, they can test medicine for a lifetime on people in a day so they can find out the efficacy of drugs much more quickly than they would if they were running ex- regular drug trials. And so they're like, this is a huge success. We've basically cured epilepsy. And there's some talk of like, I think we should have the neurological uh, patients separate from physical patients in the future. Like mixing those is a little bad. Killed a few <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't, we would have seen the results. Mm-hmm. Do it on rats. Why are we doing this on humans? <laughs> Maybe we should think about that first. It's silly. Too. And I mean, of course, anytime there's a big reveal, it's just like, it's not going to be good. Like, there's no way to, I feel like, have had this ending be good other than just keeping it, no, keeping no, it vague, no. keeping it ambiguous. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Don't answer my questions because they're going to be stupid answers. But anyway, so yeah, we find out that it's just a big, like, medical, medical experiment. experiment. And okay. Then sure. we see. Uh, uh, they, the hotel manager goes back to the main area of the resort. We see Idlib looking really sad. And he says to him, 
like next time just you can play with the kids that I tell you to play with. Like I told you not to play with that boy, like go play with those kids over there. Those kids are fine. So there's enough of a front at this resort that there are guests that don't come here and die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we see on the beach, the people that they had been speaking to uh, that Idlib and Trent had gone up to and asked, ask their names and occupations. And we see someone come up to one of the men and say, Hey, you're a cop, right? And hand the notebook that we saw them find on the beach. And so we see that, um, Maddox and Trent did in fact survive it. Like it cuts back to them freeing themselves from the coral tunnel and, uh, coming out the other side. And that was the way that they escaped. And I guess M. Night Shyamalan just didn't watch for long enough. And they did, in fact, come out. It's just very funny to not be like, I'm going to watch this spot for, you know, 15 minutes instead of three. <laughs> um, so they did. They came out and they hand the turn in this uh, journal with all these names to the cop. And we see police arriving and we see the cop. It's kind of a montage type thing. We see the cop on the phone confirming that these are, in fact, all missing persons and calling in police. And we see Maddox and Trent confront the hotel manager and all of them look like the jig is up and everyone's all the employees are looking very stressed, like, oh, fuck. And. Um, uh, he sees Idlib, Trent and Idlib reunite and Idlib kind of takes a moment and then recognizes him. His, his six-year-old friend is now in his fifties and they get taken out on a, like, uh, lifted out in like a helicopter. Like they're leaving the resort. It's the cop and Maddox and Trent and... Uh, they're taking them to their aunt's house and they he says like how's your aunt taking this and trent says how would you take it if your six and eleven year old niece and nephew were 50 in their 50s in a day (laughs) and that's like the last line of the movie and it ends with them like hmm yeah that'd be (laughs) that'd be pretty weird and they're all just kind of like nod at each other like yeah it's weird and that's the end (laughs) oh yay Oh my god! Honestly, great. All of it to perfectly tracks with what, what I expected. I feel it like to it was be. exactly what I wanted. It's pretty fun. It's like silly. It's scary. There's some parts that are genuinely touch on very real fears and real things that are dark and sad in life. And it's funny and fucking weird. And there's no other movie like it. I had a great time. It's a great concept. I'm like actually surprised it hadn't been done. I mean, it would be harder to do before like CGI was better, you know, where it is now. But um, yeah, whatever. Great. Great. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Didn't need to be anything more than what it was. You go in with those M. Night Shyamalan expectations and you're going to have a great time. Wait, is it Shyamalan? Is it is it Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Is it Shyamalan? Shyamalan. I don't Shyamalan. know. I don't know. I I've I've been saying Shyamalan. Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Sh- you say Shyamalan. I say I can only say Shyamalan. Apparently, Sh- 
I always heard Shyamalan, but I don't know. I think Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I think that's, that's right. Probably right. Wait, what did you say before, Sammy? Oh, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I feel like <laughs> now I now I know it for sure because of Inside Bo Burnham, there's a song that references Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock in the black yeah, have, Sandra Bullock. Hey, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> so. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra anyway. Bullock. <laughs> um, wow. Thank you for doing this for us. Sammy, I desperately needed to know what happened, and this is the yeah. perfect way to consume that sweet, sweet content. Yeah, I'd say M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan movies are perfect for this type of yeah. thing, because you just want to know what happens. Yeah. You just, just tell, me what, tell me what the deal is. Yeah, tell me what the deal, yeah, dealio is. And Henley, you made it! I made it! Woohoo! Now I'm going to go feed my baby. Yay! That's what I'm going to do. It's an important yeah, thing. Babies, babies need, yeah, babies need feeding. And babies need to be fed. <laughs> I'm going to yes. go feed my baby, by which I mean I'm going to eat lunch for myself. <laughs> Me too. Perfect. Um, I love you guys so much. It was so We're good so to see We're so happy faces. to have you back, we Henley. Love you so we love much. you so much. We love Silas so I much. I miss you guys. Oh, and Silas. I, I love him. Love that little, love that little baby. We love him so much. And... Uh, there's no voices in this. I thought maybe we could each do what we think our voice will sound like in 48 years. Oh, terrifying. Oh. <laughs> terrifying. Hello. <laughs> like an old witch. <laughs> we'll all be great, lady. Um, <laughs> Emily, why don't you why don't you sign us off? I feel like yours was good. Well, this year, <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> uh, probably no. We'll probably all be really sweet from all of us here. From all of us here at Two Ski, we didn't watch. Oh, oh, goodbye. No, goodbye. Goodbye. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you liked this episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast where you will get bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. If not, we will see you here next week for our 100th episode, which will be the Amityville Horror, the 1979 version. So watch that before next week if you're interested, and we will talk to you then. Love you. Bye. Bye.